You're listening to The Career Tech Effect, where we often like to say students, staff, and parents don't know what they don't know. We'll be talking with CTE students, teachers, and local business and industry to learn more about the amazing opportunities available to our students right in our own backyard. In today's episode, you'll meet Sarah Van Horn, president of Charlevoix Chamber of Commerce. Sarah, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Tori. So, Sarah, uh, can you uh, start with just uh, telling us a little bit about your background and what you do in your role at the Chamber? Definitely. So I'm the president of the Charlotte Area Chamber. So I serve as executive director, um, you know, liaison between our board, which governs the chamber activities, and our staff and carrying out the activities that we do for our membership and our community. I started here about four and a half years ago, came from an events background, uh, working at Castle Farms here in Charlevoix. And um, before that, you know, born and raised in Charlevoix, went to Grand Valley uh, for hospitality and tourism management, and then found myself back here. And really in working at the castle, you know, I hosted from the castle end a lot of chamber events and really um, enjoyed getting to know community members and businesses. So when this position opened up, I really thought it'd be a great fit for me to expand a lot of what I do and really um, work on a full community level versus just within one business in the community. And I really do enjoy it. Um, So we have about 410 members ranging from businesses to organizations, uh, nonprofits, individuals, uh, retirees. So it's been, um, it's been really neat just to kind of get to be involved in all the different sectors of industry and um, different paths that people have taken and working a lot with the schools and education system um, and how that correlates with our businesses and our talent pool too. Yeah. Yeah. So with your um, your hospitality background, what kind of made you want to get into that? So going off to Grand Valley, like what what sparked that interest? Was it something in high school that kind of um, pointed you in that direction or what made you want to get into that? You know, it was the travel aspect of it, um, okay. the travel and tourism. And maybe that was just kind of ingrained in me from growing up in our area where we really get to, um, you know, enjoy a lot of those aspects. Obviously, tourism is a big industry in our whole northern Michigan region. Um, I've never really thought of that connection, but I think it probably was in the back of my mind that way, but really got into, um, you know, what I could do, a degree that really could span a lot of different sectors, whether it's restaurant, lodging, event planning, travel and tourism, um, recreation. And so that's kind of, I landed more in the event sector and then uh, rolled over into here with the chamber, which is really a lot of events, a lot of customer interactions, um, coordinating different entities and clients. So kind of all works together, just a bigger picture than running one event. We're running an event every day with with the organization that we do. Absolutely. So you talked a little bit about, you know, uh, having 410 members currently. So um, can you speak a little bit to maybe like what what is a if as a member of the chamber what does that mean to them like what do they get what kind of benefits come with being a member of the chamber mm-hmm. so at its core a chamber of commerce is an you know it's an association it's a membership association and we work for the members so each chamber you know the saying that we have kind of across the chamber industry is you've seen one chamber you've seen one chamber uh, everyone's a little bit different you, sure. you based on community some are really tourism focused or event focused or parade focused others are really advocacy focused and you know business and economic development um, we like to think that a lot of the chambers in our northern Michigan region and especially Charlevoix I feel we really are right in the middle of that um, you know we have a lot of community-based events that that mean a lot to our you know smaller towns rural areas 
but then we have a really strong voice in Lansing and with local officials to move the needle forward on economic development issues as well. Um, so to become a member really at the core, it's getting involved in your community. It's being a part of the bigger picture. It's using your resources to pull together, you know, your educational, your knowledge, experience, mm -hmm. and financial resources to pull together into a group that is working for you by bringing people to town, um, working with the ISD, working with schools, working with our legislators to really move things forward for a friendly business environment. So that's kind of the core of it. You know, we work to connect and convene um, members and partners. And then on that, you also obviously get a handful of benefits as a member, different promotional opportunities, involvement in events, things like that to kind of give some more tangibles to be a part of the chamber. We get to promote you we get to refer to you and we get to, you know, get you involved, whether it's in the board level in directing our chamber or um, different committees that we have. And then handful of different benefits that we get, you know, state level, things like that too, which is kind of neat as a, as an association you get to be involved in. Yeah. Excellent. So I know you guys do a, a great job and we, we so appreciate the partnership that you guys have with our ISD and connecting us with businesses and helping us find those businesses for even events that we operate, whether it's our, my career quest event or manufacturing days, you guys have been a big part of helping with um, identifying some of those businesses and um, in this area. Um, but when you're out working with some of these members and these businesses, what are you hearing from them as far as like, what are their needs? What's coming up in the kind of the pipeline, so to speak? Um, what are some of those trends that maybe you guys are seeing at the chamber level? Yeah, I think one of the main things that goes to any need that they have is these are business owners who are running a business every day. So they might not know who to go to or what's going on, or they see a handful of emails come through, or they're worried about their payroll, they're worried about inventory. They might not see everything about career quest or what the value is or what kind of industries are being sought for it. So that's really where I think our partnership works well and that we can be just another voice to those businesses. We talk to them every day in different avenues. Um, so in talking to them too, one of the, the main things that I think isn't going to be any surprises, workforce is obviously a big worry. Um, yeah. We lost a lot of workforce in our area. We have an aging population. So whether that was people retiring or just not a very, um, we don't have a big pool to pick from. So a lot of it now is trying to focus on building the pool that we have and retaining those that we have and really educating and upskilling versus trying to attract Um we do a little bit of both, but there's a lot of barriers to attracting new employees to this area that I think we all understand when it comes to housing and that type of availability, which is also a big thing. It's all a big wheel, the like the three big ones, housing, childcare, workforce. So we try and tackle them all from different angles. Um, really, that's probably the, the biggest worry. You know, I, when I came into the chamber, I had one year and then the pandemic hit. So I had one normal year and then had to <laughs> jump into the pandemic and navigate that. And I think a lot of it was um, at that time, it was concerns with inventory and costs. And now it's moved, you know, more to the, the workforce in the future and what they're going to be able to do. We have a lot of businesses that want to grow and expand. Um, and there's a, a concern of finding the right talent for that. Gotcha. Gotcha. So and maybe this this next one is probably a little bit more difficult for you to to answer because it it might depend you know on specific businesses. But 
what are, you know, as these businesses are talking to you, certainly workforce is one of those key things that they're looking for. Are they mentioning any of these types of skills? I know, you know, as we're out talking with businesses, there's all this talk of soft skills and kind of those just those easy um, skills that it doesn't take a lot to to um, to gain, you know, just showing up on time, you know, showing up presentable. Um, is there anything else as far as from the employer side of things that they're talking about um, or that there's a disconnect between what's happening in the schools and getting them to the business? Yeah, the, the soft skills is an, is an interesting one to point out. I think, um, you know, and there's been such a wave of do you go for soft skills or certifications or the actual training and you can, you know, deal with some of the other attributes. But I think, um, you know, when it comes to the soft skills, I think the the motivation part of it is probably a big one. They want someone who, you know, wants to show up and wants to work and maybe see what else they might be able to get out of their position there. Um and then I think a lot of businesses now too, where they might have in the past had, you know, pretty strict, you know, I want to see a four-year degree or I want to see five years of experience. I think by nature with the environment that we're in, they kind of have to be ready to, to give on a little bit of that, but then they've also seen that it's okay. And there's certifications yep. out there that maybe get someone right, right where they need to be to get into the entry level. And then they can kind of learn in almost an apprenticeship type position. Um, so I think a lot of businesses, especially when you get into, you know, manufacturing side are leaning that way where they can, sure. you know, kind of try and find someone who at least understands it has a certification. Um, and luckily we have great education systems up here and across the ISD that you can get different skills and certifications. And then also our college at North Central um, to be able to get those quick certifications to get you into the workforce. Maybe it might be an entry level or right above an entry level, but then you can learn from there. Um, that's been an interesting thing to see over the past few years. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, continuing kind of on that, you know, skills and the workforce and peace um, thinking kind of for the future of Charlevoix. Um, what are some of those maybe occupations or industries that you see growing in our area or maybe uh, room for growth as we think about whether it's young entrepreneurs trying to get into the field um, and, or just maybe um, our businesses that are, are, currently here and um, kind of what does that look like for some of our youth going into the workforce too um, as they get out of high school? Mm -hmm. um, I think the the main ones that we see that I think can be really creative and rewarding are some of those like unique skilled trades. If you look at like shaggy ski shop or the craft beverage industry, or even, you know, classic instruments are born in Boyne um, and some of our manufacturers here like St. Mary's Cement you know, there's a lot of these industries that, you know, you might traditionally think it's a manufacturer, they've got line work, but there's so much more there. And there's so many unique skills that really have been starting to take off. And I know the Monti group is getting into some really unique uh, machinery and things to make all of what they do across their entire company. Um, so it's, it's been really interesting to kind of tour some of those facilities and learn more about what they have and what they're looking towards. So some of those, you know, trade skills that you can learn right away, but then know that it's going to be innovating and being yeah. creative and different things are going to change. Um, you know, that's on the, I think, future side. Uh, one of the ones, the big ones just to maintain here, especially in Charlevoix is healthcare. We're lucky to have a hospital here. We're lucky to have um, a Munson branch and it's one of our biggest employers. Obviously, the pandemic led to a little bit of a change in the healthcare industry and a lot of people looking to, 
change careers. So we're really working to, to keep them built up and propped up to be able to keep that because it's a huge benefit, especially when we think of an aging population that we have, but just to be able to know we've got a hospital within half an hour that is a local hospital. We see these doctors, nurses out at restaurants, out at festivals and events. Um, you know, we really don't want to lose that or get to a point where you have a really long wait time either. So we're really trying to work with the hospital and, and address their needs and, and kind of bolster that type of uh, career as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head as we talk about, and it goes, I think, among a lot of industries, but just that aging population or aging workforce that we see and really the, the lack of um, people to fill that. There's not a, a ton of, of, of folks getting into those industries. And certainly from our side, we try to push that, but um, that's definitely one of the concerns that, that we continue to see. So it is nice to have that, um, you know, months in there in Charlevoix um, and being almost like a feeder to where we can get some some more uh, youthful folks into those industries and, and get them um, moving up. But mm-hmm. I, I also wanted to uh, touch base and I was surprised too. So I'm not originally from the area. I've been up here, you know, a little over 10 years now, but places like Shaggy's and Montai and, you know, classic instruments that you had mentioned that are right here in kind of um, small town, Northern Michigan that are doing things like um, nationwide or potentially, you know, worldwide, they're sending their, um, their product or whatever it may be off to, you know, overseas or, you know, a a different state. Um, and it's just really cool to think about that. And I don't think kids fully grasp that. And, um, I've been able to go out on some tours and things, and, um, it's just super cool to hear about all these things happening up, up North. Um, and I, I just think that is, that continues to be the case. And I, I agree. I think I was at, um, Monti just a couple of weeks ago taking a tour and they had these all these different things going on and kind of talking about their future and it's just interesting to uh, see some of those older companies that are um, kind of doing things a little bit different to kind of keep up and and maybe kind of uh, change the way they're doing things and still make a name for themselves so um, yes. certainly a very uh, very unique area that we live up um, up in and uh, lots of cool businesses that are happening up here. Yeah, I. Well, even being born and raised here, I didn't know a lot of that about our manufacturers. And that was one of the first thing I learned when I started here was just the reach that they have. Um, You know, we've got DCL, which is, has a headquarters here and in India, and then they do a lot of work in Colombia and you've got St. Mary cement, which obviously is a Brazilian company. And then, um, you know, I just didn't realize the reach they had. You've got Wojan windows who makes all the windows for Hilton, you know, so that's worldwide. Um, it, it's been really interesting. And then, you know, the Monti, I was touring them the other day and they um, had a, a system that they created to test break walls. Um, yeah. It was almost like a mini break wall container set that they made to f- test the force of water because they were working on creating the um, structures for break walls down in Florida and on the coast um, to yeah. be able to help with, you know, the hurricanes and things that happen down there. Um, so it's been fascinating. And I, as someone who grew up and went through the school system here, I, it would have been nice to know a little bit more granted, you know, that wasn't a path I was taking. So I probably just didn't look into any of those industries. (laughs) Um, But I hope, you know, now with the career, my career quest is huge. And I hope more kids take advantage of that just to know what's out there, even if they don't want to go into trades or manufacturing to know the different reach that we have in this area and that you can have so many different careers has really been inspiring. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, 
one one question I have just more so out of curiosity is like what is what is your favorite part of your job like what is what do you enjoy most about what you get to do at the chamber you know I think I like that every day is a little bit different um or you know every week there's weeks where I'm here in the office most of the time just you know getting the financials done getting board packets out making sure you know the actual organization essentials are running but then some of the bigger work that we do, you know, traveling down to Lansing and meeting with legislators, meeting with um, the state housing department or the MEDC, it's really rewarding. And to do that in partnership with some of our other chambers that we work with, um, you know, I've just met such great leaders across the area and it's been really inspiring and, you know, it helps motivate me watching others interact and do what they do. Yeah. So I, I just really enjoy seeing all the different pieces come together and what everyone's doing for their business or their community or their city. If they're a municipal leader, um, it's just really neat to see it all, yeah. see all the partnerships come together, see how everyone works together and kind of get to be a part of the bigger picture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else you'd want to add for, you know, our listeners as, as you, you know, have this um, time to talk a little bit about the chamber, anything that, that uh, you want to get across to them uh, that we may have missed? You know, I think um, we've hit on a lot of it and really just something that I, you know, another thing that I didn't know growing up here, even as you get into, you know, your pathway, your career path, you don't really know what a chamber does or what they are and and what they do in the community. And so I would just encourage, um, you know, listeners and students to understand more about, you know, what's going on in your community and who you go to. And the chamber is a really great resource to be able to connect and convene different partners. Um, so I, I would just say that, and I would encourage businesses to get involved. I would encourage uh, different partners to, you know, reach out and see how we can all work together for different pieces of the community. Absolutely. Well, we'll be sure to um, put the chamber link in uh, the description when we post um, but Sarah, I appreciate uh, you taking some time today. It's been a pleasure getting to chat with you a little bit about the chamber, uh, how you got into this, um, and really kind of the, the future of Charlevoix and, and all the different industries that are um, either kind of coming in or um, have been there and, and um, you know, changing the way they do things. And just um, so appreciate your guys' partnership with the ISD and uh, look forward to uh, that long lasting, hopefully partnership with you guys as we move into some other events and things. So thank you again for your time. Yeah, thanks, Tori.